0: week five we are a quarter of the way through the season and leo yes, yes julio sir. freaking jones julio quintaris jones wow oh my god <laughs> that was probably the most conflicted i felt in my fantasy football <laughs> career because i don't know if any of you guys dealt with the same situation but i was playing against the matt ryan julio jones stack in one league and i had julio jones in another league so every time i saw his stat line like expanding i was like yes no no wait yes uh, i don't know how to feel right now uh but yeah as you could probably guess i won the i won the matchup where i had julio lost a matchup where i was against him that's so. exactly how it went for me because we have
1: him in our joint league and we won yep. that handily and then i played against you in the one where you have julio and you beat me Just finally
0: too Ugh. finally we had one of those explosive julio jones games because he started nine. off the season relatively slow yeah i mean he still had over 10 points in week one and week two but wasn't the julio jones special right this last week was a julio jones special my god
1: yeah 300 was... yards oh man especially i remember like flashing back to last thursday watching like aj green explode and it's like oh man we're already seeing the best wide receiver performance of the week and then julio's like nah i got this it's gonna be yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be me. Gonna be me exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're week five already. It's season's going, it's going so by. fast. Yeah,
1: we're already basically into playoffs. This is playoffs already,
0: basically. Well, it might be for some teams if they're zero and four. If you're zero 4, This it's next time week, to win. week is make or break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it right here. So uh, week five, week we five. have seen enough to make you know somewhat intelligent assumptions about Mm -hmm. the way certain teams are going to play the outlook for certain players so this is when it really gets interesting this is when you can win the league based on a trade you make at this juncture of the season or a pickup you make on the waiver wire maybe a week or two early so this is the time they always say you don't win your fantasy football league in the draft and it's because right around this time in the year there's always a Acquisition off the wire, there's always a trade that sets a team up for the rest of the season. So it's time to start making those deals. If you've been stubborn, you haven't wanted to make any moves. There's a lot of fantasy owners out there that are like this. They draft their team and they don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. But if you're one and three, zero oh and four, you have to start making moves yeah. to set yourself up for the rest of the season. So we're going to talk about obviously some sell highs, some buy lows, and just general trade targets. That you need to look at for the rest of the season. So let's start week five cells. Who week are you looking to? Five dump cells. This week? Um, who are you breaking up with?
1: I think the prime must sell for this week. Last week we had lots of soft sells. There was no like must sell. This week we have a must sell. I like, get rid of them right now before things go bad, and that is a uh, Melvin Gordon, who yes. is sitting here. Um, through two weeks, has averaged 2.2 and 1.9 yards per carry, uh, both in very favorable matchups against Indy and New Orleans, two of maybe the, not the two worst run defenses, like Washington and Cleveland are probably worse, but those are probably the next two after those two. Like, these are bottom-of-the-barrel run defenses, and he couldn't get anything going, and it's because that O-line is already injured and depleted, and it's basically what it was last year, but it's being masked by these... uh, crazy touchdown numbers you know two touchdowns last week uh one the week before and touchdowns just don't continue at that rate I don't care like he gets open this week and you're like oh that's like a like a pretty good matchup but he just stunk in two good matchups before so why is it
0: going to be any different um yeah
1: got to get out before I'm- the touchdowns
0: disappear And this is, like you said, this is what we saw last year, you know, and Melvin Gordon was not good last year because Mm -hmm. the O-line just, I mean, it was a rotation. They were constantly getting hurt and they were filling it in with these backup offensive linemen and it was ugly for Melvin Gordon and it has been ugly the last two weeks. Now you've been okay if you've had Melvin Gordon on your team because of the touchdowns, but it's not really sustainable. And just look at San Diego's offense as a whole, they've already lost Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen. Okay, their O-line is banged up. They lost Danny Woodhead. Uh, it's basically Melvin Gordon, Antonio Gates is banged up, mm-hmm. and Phillip Rivers. Uh, Melvin Gordon is going to be easy to key in on for opposing defenses because, yeah. I mean, who, who are they throwing out in the passing game? Yes, Rivers is always a threat. He's a great quarterback, but he's throwing to you know Dontrell Inman, yeah. who had a great week. Tyrell, uh, the gazelle, Williams, Tyrell, well, Tyrell, the gazelle. These are his <laughs> top two receivers guys. Yeah. It's not, these aren't barn burners no So opposing defenses shouldn't really feel too bad about matching up against a receiving game. And with the condition of their offensive line, it's going to get bad. It's going to get worse before it gets any better for Melvin. So now's yeah. the time because of the touchdowns, he still put up over 10 points in each of the last two games. Uh, and he started off the season, hot so he's put up good stat lines in every game so hot 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 get rid of him yeah get rid of him uh he should be easy to sell because of his
1: production and his like soft schedule coming up it's i spent like all last week trying to trade guys and i kept the thing i kept running into uh is that a lot of fantasy owners their number one concern is does this help me this week does this player i'm buying have a good matchup this week and as a player i'm selling have a bad matchup this week like, and it's sort of like they don't even see past that. It's like well why would i buy this player if he doesn't have a good matchup this week it's like well you're, you're thinking for the whole season guy but uh you yeah. don't have that problem with melvin because like oakland is it's perceived as a fantastic matchup and isn't fantastic but it is like it is positive it would you know it is a good matchup um yeah, well, terrence west just ate them alive yeah, terrence so. west someone named terrence west just <laughs> ate them alive um so yeah sell melvin sell him as a, a top five running back that's what his numbers have been um so i think you could probably sling him that way
0: yeah i mean and with the running back depth right now the landscape of the position yeah there are going to be teams out there that are desperate and they see you coming to them with melvin gordon on a silver platter and they might be like ooh, mm-hmm. you know Antonio Brown. No, I'm just kidding. That would never happen. But still, you should be able to get really, really good value for Melvin Gordon. So this is kind of like we were pumping to get rid of Jeremy Langford. Like, mm-hmm. get rid of him now. now. I don't know if Melvin Gordon's quite there yet, but he's close. Like, you do need to look at making a deal with Melvin yeah. Gordon Yeah, he has to upgrade good your team.
1: He has enough good weeks. That one bad week probably wouldn't torpedo his value. But it's it's still like this is his peak value because he's had like multiple good weeks in a row. Um, and it's also a good week to be targeting guys to buy a bit lower on. Like I bet you could do Melvin for Odell straight up. I wouldn't be surprised if that's doable. Uh, and I would do that if I was a Melvin owner.
0: Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know if the Odell owner would realistically do that, but there are probably some people that are really low on mm-hmm. Odell right now. Yeah, So it's, it's worth a chance. I mean, you might have to add to that package, but I still would package Melvin plus... Another wide receiver to get Odell Beckham For to sure. upgrade that position. So Melvin Gordon, top sell of the week. Top sell. Of Another the week. sell that you mm-hmm. wanted to talk about. Yes. Due to schedule is. Goal!
1: <laughs> the Crow. Crowell uh, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, yeah, this is. Um, he's been great through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, he only had one sort of down week, uh, and that was against. Miami who are sort of shaping up to actually look like they're a pretty good run defense uh, Miami's kind of getting perceived as this trash, you know trash fire defense across the board when actually they have a pretty good run defense and a good pass rush It's just their secondary. It's, it's nothing. There's no one back there. Yeah. So you can throw on them very easily um, So that was really his only down matchup and he had good games against Philly and Baltimore who are you know looking like Really bad matchups, too, but they were from big runs and then he runs all over Washington, which anyone can do um but now his schedule is about to get legitimately difficult with New England this week, which McCoy had a nice game, but he mostly did that in the receiving game. On uh, in the running game, yeah. he still averaged close to three yards a carry. And then after that it's Tennessee, Cincinnati, uh the Jets, Dallas, which is a little bit nicer, but then Baltimore. Um so that's four those four or five of six matchups are just like it's like a murderer's row for a running back. And he's not gonna keep breaking big runs. Uh he's not playing Washington again, ever. Um, His next, like, actual really favorable matchup is San Diego in Week 16. And who knows if they're even still, like, this, like, slam dunk matchup by then. You know, this kind of stuff changes. Uh Um, So now is a great time to sell Crowell because you could probably sell him as a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 based off his production. And he's not actually a special talent. He's kind of like a a league average running back who's just kind of benefited from big holes and a soft matchup or do you argue do you think he's above average Whoa, talent? no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> well I'm, I'm just thinking you mentioned he, he's playing san diego in week 16 that's championship week <laughs> it's true are, are, are you just stashing crow for that championship matchup no you you sell
1: him now and then buy him back in like week 10 or week 11 for that <laughs> matchup that's the play that's the play with crow all right so yeah melvin gordon
0: crow
1: crow crow um Those are two. Another sell. It's another running back. This one is for similar reasons, as I just mentioned, and also, I think, a hard sell. Um, Matt Jones, uh, who just had a very nice week against Cleveland, but everyone has a good week against Cleveland. Awful, awful run defense. And now, it gets very tough for him. He gets Baltimore this week, uh, Philly the week after. Uh, mm-hmm. Detroit which is a nicer matchup and then Cincinnati after that and then his bye week so you get one out of the next 5 weeks of him a potentially like usable good week um and that's not it's not really worth it especially cuz coming off of a nearly 20 point game uh you can sell him as like a legit just like RB2 probably you know just off the virtue that he got 20 plus carries and he had a good game he's a starting running back uh that's pretty valuable
0: Yeah I, I like that a lot and I mean, like you said, they're not going to play Cleveland every week. Mm. Jones, to me, if you're looking, if you're talking about the eye test, he's never really blown me away with his skill set. Yeah. Right. I mean, the whole narrative around Matt Jones this year was that he was going to be the workhorse, right? The volume alone, similar to what people were saying about Latavius Murray, which hasn't panned out. No. But Matt Jones is going to be the workhorse. He will keep you afloat due to volume alone. Uh and, yes, this last week against Cleveland, he had 22 carries. He had a, over 100 yards, 117 and a touchdown. But before that, I mean, he put up 17 for 65 against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Not great. He put up 13 for 61 against Dallas. But Dallas doesn't have that fantastic of a run no, defense. Yeah. So he his one really good game this season came against Cleveland. Cleveland and like yeah. you said, his schedule is ugly coming up and the landscape of the running back position we keep on hammering this point home Mm -hmm. matt jones has legitimate value because he is a starter in washington now people might not realize how involved chris thompson has been in their offense because he has been seeing a very high percentage of snaps yeah and i think you can kind of mask jones as this three down workhorse back i mean Maybe not to somebody more savvy, but even to a savvy player, they see that Matt Jones just put up a big week. They see that he's the first and second down back, and they need a running back if that's the case. And, yeah, get rid of Matt Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, any running back is what we're talking about (laughs) that has legitimate value. You look at what they're going to do or what you perceive them Mm -hmm. to do throughout the rest of the year, and then you can make decisions based off of that. Okay, If you really believe that Matt Jones is going to be this RB1, RB2 the rest of the season, then maybe you're not inclined to trade him, but we don't believe that that's going to be the case. We don't believe that with Isaiah Kroll either uh, or Melvin Gordon, the three running backs we've listed. And I think they all, as of week five, have legitimate value. So you can go upgrade your team and, and again, look for players that – Maybe you've had down weeks, players that have a better schedule coming up in the upcoming weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might think, like, let's give an example. If you trade a running back for a running back, we've mentioned this in our previous pods, it seems like a lateral move. But if you target a running back you feel is going to have a significant advantage throughout the rest of the year maybe a running back that's been bottled up by good run defenses for the first part of the year right. and you 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 foresee them to explode then it's not really a lateral move because you're making that move to improve your roster yeah okay so these are things you should consider especially around week five so those are three uh well a few hard sells. And yeah, then.
1: I think now's the time for those guys. Uh, like Jones, yeah. if his schedule was still soft, I'd say like, we'll hold on to him. He got 20 carries, maybe that continues. You know, who knows? He's in a good-ish offense, uh, but <laughs> like the schedule is just so rough that it's it's not. I don't think we, we saw that against the Giants the week before, and he you know he didn't do that much. Um, so yeah, I think you got to get out from under him now. Um, another another sell to pivot off of running backs um, to the wide receiver position. Uh, t y Hilton thank you Hilton um thank you Hilton <laughs> thank you Hilton yeah, uh this is really just that the uh, the Colts look really bad, like really, really bad, um I'm not sure why they're this bad, but they are, and
0: the he, offensive line is bad, yeah,
1: I guess that really be it. really
0: and I mean. The T.Y., people were pumping T.Y. Hilton because Moncrief went down, so I think he still has that value because you can sell him as the wide receiver one Mm -hmm. to Andrew Luck. But, I mean, last week in London, he caught a touchdown pass, but he wasn't really involved for three out of the four quarters of that game. Yeah, Uh, Jacksonville's defense had basically kept, and we're talking about Jacksonville here, Jacksonville had basically kept the Indianapolis offense and in check. They were forcing Andrew luck out of the pocket. He wasn't comfortable because his offensive line is terrible. Uh, it was only when they fell behind by double digits mm-hmm. that they just started airing it out. Right. They were slinging it down the field. Uh, Jacksonville kind of went into a softer defense Yeah. and T Y Hilton ended up finishing with 42 yards. He scored a touchdown, which saved his week, but I'm concerned. I'm legitimately concerned With the Indianapolis offense, because so far their offensive MVP has been Frank Gore, old man River, (sighs) who actually looked really looked pretty (laughs) spry against Jacksonville. But the receivers, you never know what you're going to get, really, Mm -hmm. right? Dorsett was being pumped as, oh, he's this great wide receiver, too. Now he's basically been invisible. He had one long play and the game against Jacksonville was his only catch.
1: Yeah. I mean, Uh, Dorsett's a sell, too. I mean, he's going to be harder to sell, but if people are like, oh, like a 12-plus point game, a part of the Colts, like he's – I'd be selling Dorsett, too, if you had him. Uh, A player who's like a majority of their production comes in garbage time, like that's just – you don't want to be part of that because the games script has to go perfectly for them to get that kind of garbage time. Because if the game is like close and they still lose, and they never get garbage time. You really need the defense to be like, all right, we're up two or three scores. We're going to stop trying. And that's not going to happen every time they lose. So it's, it's dangerous to bet on that.
0: Yeah, I and mean, they get Chicago this week at home, which should be an okay matchup. But mm-hmm. Chicago last week, I mean, they basically kept what had been a high-flying Detroit offense in check. I mean, yeah. Marvin Jones, the greatest wide receiver in the history of the <laughs> NFL. Uh, no longer wide receiver one. numbers, Yeah, Golden Tate was invisible again. Yeah. So they they basically and Matt Safford looked terrible against uh, Chicago. So I don't think Chicago will be this home run matchup. And then after that, Ty Hilton gets Houston in Houston, mm-hmm. which is typically a tough matchup. Uh, Tennessee, uh, they're a great run defense. Pass defense is mediocre, so that's not the worst matchup. But then you get Kansas City uh, Green Bay and a buy. So schedule, I wouldn't say it's terrible. Uh, it's definitely not favorable. I think it's probably lukewarm and then he has his buy. So I think now would be a nice time to sell T Y Hilton. Okay. You have the whole Moncrief's out. He's the guy he's put up double digit points in each of the last two weeks, including that amazing game against San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I think he has a lot of value right now. You can sell, you definitely sell him as a wide receiver one, uh, to go get, maybe a running back that you feel will have a big second half of the year. Yeah. Uh, how would you feel, based okay. off of what we saw from Green Bay before their bye week, how would you feel about trading T.Y. Hilton for Eddie Lacy?
1: I would do that, yeah. I, I think that's like a very doable trade, too. Yeah, that sounds realistic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. I think Eddie Lacy is like, we mentioned him as a buy low last week. Um, he started a buy low this week just because now he's back. Um, so yeah. the owner who held them through the buy is like, no, sorry, I'm using them. Um, but, yeah, I would do that trade. I think that's, I would do that, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely do that as well. Um, all all right. right, let's move on to our last sell. Uh, this is the rare quarterback sell, and that is uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, yes, he's been amazing. Yes, he's been the best quarterback to ever play the game, uh, but he's done it against very soft matchups. Um, I don't care what you think of Carolina. You know, they were elite last year. They're not this year. We've seen that, you know. Matt Ryan lighting them up wasn't a product of Matt Ryan is now this amazing quarterback. It's that this defense isn't good this year. We saw Blaine Gabbert have a good game against them. And, yeah. you know, the only reason Sam Bradford probably didn't is that the Minnesota defense was so suffocating. They didn't, you know, the offense didn't need to do anything.
0: Um, he still had a respectable game. Yeah, I mean, he managed the fine. game well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, and right now. Matt Ryan goes into Denver, which is an awful place, and then into Seattle, also an awful place. Uh, he's he's in for two two the probably two worst matchups you could have for a quarterback besides Minnesota, I guess at this point.
0: Yeah, Minnesota,
1: um, Minnesota. So I mean, you know, he's a quarterback, so who knows how much you can really get? But honestly, anything like any anything that's better than like a waiver wire pickup, I would do because he's not usable for these two weeks. Um, yeah. And it's after that, you know, his value is completely gone. Uh, his schedule softens up after those two games. So I guess if you want to hold him on your bench for two weeks, you could use him again after that. But there's nothing wrong with probing around and try to sell him off of this 500-yard, four-touchdown game. Like, that That might get you something.
0: Yeah, uh, well, definitely. I mean, you could look at upgrading your quarterback position, too. If yeah. you feel that, if you really believe that Matt Ryan has a mirage, because we've seen him start the season hot, I mean, mm-hmm. the Falcons were, they came out of the gate blazing last year, almost the same exact script. Mm-hmm. And then they fell apart in the middle, latter half of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could potentially find a quarterback for quarterback deal, which I wouldn't be opposed to. The problem with trading quarterbacks is they generally don't demand a lot of value. So even though Matt Ryan has been amazing, uh, unless everything aligns perfectly, it's probably hard to trade a quarterback for like, a position player of value mm-hmm. unless the team is really they perceive the quarterback position as really important and you know your league better than we do so if you have yeah. guys that are playing in your league that really love the quarterback position then yeah definitely target them with matt ryan because he is the number one fantasy player in football right now
1: yeah a good person to target would be whoever owns uh russell wilson because if they drafted him they probably drafted him like they had to draft him high to get him Um, Which means they're probably not the type to stream quarterback in the first place. And now he's on his bye week, and they're probably scrambling to figure out what to do. And like, oh no, look, you can have Matt Ryan, and you can get you know some some position player. I'm not sure what caliber, but like, I would take like Sterling Shepard for Matt Ryan,
0: and that might be doable. I mean, because he's probably like a bench player for that person. Yeah, I mean, I would take any startable position player for a quarterback in a trade. But I would also look to, I mean, you look at the rest of the season matchups, you know, like we're talking about earlier, setting yourself up for victories throughout the rest of the season, down the stretch and into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now it's probably a little bit too early to be looking at playoff matchups. I mean, you have to get there first, right? So you want to look at the schedule leading into the playoffs and then maybe around week 10, you start looking at, okay, who has a better playoff schedule, How can I set my team up to succeed in the playoffs? But right now, the goal is to get to the playoffs. Uh, Look at quarterbacks that have really cakey Mm matchups in the next five weeks or so. That could really, really help you get into the playoffs. Uh, Because Matt Ryan doesn't for the next couple weeks. Uh, He won't have soft matchups like he's had the beginning of the season until – well, I don't know I don't I mean his start was was really really easy mm-hmm. if you look at his schedule from here on out he has uh, Denver this week in Denver that's a scary matchup like you said yeah. Seattle terrible uh, San Diego and then Green Bay at home those are probably pretty cakey matchups and then Tampa Bay so he gets three relatively soft matchups after that so I mean if you can't find anything for Matt Ryan he's not like a super hard sell because of his Position anyways because you might not be able to receive anything for him, right? Uh, so you could Legitimately hold him on your bench for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't yeah. like keeping quarterbacks on my bench though I don't either now. Uh, yeah, so I mean and then if you look at his schedule after that he gets Philadelphia Which is a pretty good defense then is bye. then Arizona mm-hmm. who by week 12 They haven't been good so far. Yeah, but coming into the season they were supposed to be an elite defense mm-hmm uh we'll see how they are performing in week 12. Then Kansas City, another defense that's supposed to be elite, but they've been so up and down. Then Los Angeles, who's been good, San Francisco Carolina. That's this playoff schedule right there. Rams, 49ers, Carolina. Uh the Rams have been pretty adequate against the quarterback yeah, no, and they've actually been, position. been like decent, yeah. Yeah, San Francisco, okay, that's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Carolina. We'll see how Carolina's performing. So right now it looks like a pretty pretty good playoff schedule. Uh, You might be able to work that into your narrative as well, but, I mean, if you can sell a quarterback,
1: geez. Yeah, I try to avoid, (laughs) whenever I'm looking at schedule, I try not to look further than, like, four or five weeks ahead just because, like, you know, it changes so much. Defenses that have been bad the first month, we're going to see improve. Defenses that were good, we're going to see them deteriorate. Like, it's very much, like, up and down so injuries look, happen injuries yeah. happen yeah guys that were injured the first month are now healthy and they come back like you know the green bay secondary has been awful but if sam Shields is healthy coming out of the bye, maybe that secondary isn't as bad anymore you know that's yeah. you, you have to pay a little bit more attention to that so yeah matt ryan interesting sell soft sell but you know just see what you can get um i wouldn't yeah. want to start him this week in denver uh, regardless. regardless oh, definitely not
0: no. what quarterbacks would you take for Matt Ryan and a one-for-one one. you mentioned Russell Wilson
1: Russell, Yeah I mean if the Russell Wilson owner is panicking and you can do a one-for-one one Matt Ryan for Russell, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't think that's possible But if you could I would do it when uh, I was looking at based off his schedule over the next few weeks is a uh, Ben Roethlisberger who gets the Jets the Dolphins and then the Patriots uh, Jets and Dolphins are both like incredibly soft matchups for the quarterback and uh, We just saw Tyrod have a nice game against the Patriots. So that's not as scary as you think uh, So that's three pretty good weeks in a row um, other than that I mean who has like, quarterbacks that have a good matchup uh, this week like Dak has Cincinnati and then Green Bay those are two pretty good matchups um, who else that's probably it well ugh, I mean no I was about to say Cam but you're not going to be able to get Cam even coming off of like some struggles you're still not going to be able to get him
0: yeah not for Matt Ryan so you would if you traded Matt Ryan for Dak Prescott you would probably need more than just Dak Prescott right I mean I'd ask for more but yeah. even like I, you drafted Matt
1: Ryan as a streamer. Um, you're not starting him this week. And unless you have a really deep bench, you can't really afford to hold him through these two weeks. Um, so it's almost like you're using a quarterback that you would be picking up in replacement. I that's the way I view quarterback. It's just like it's so replaceable. Why, why would I hold it? You know? Um, yeah. I have Derek Carr, and he's been playing really well. But as soon as it gets to their bye, I'm going to drop him. I'm not going to hold on to Derek Carr. Um, that's good information. I'll pick them up then. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe I'll trade them to you instead. That's what I'll do. Uh, well, I have Russell Wilson, so that would
0: be stupid. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> all
1: right. Let's move on to our, uh, our buy lows.
0: Low, yeah, low, shorter. Low. This will probably be a quick, quick little segment here. Um, mm. Our first buy low, I think... Due to volume alone. And as you mentioned before, Miami has a sneaky good run defense. Yeah, We're going we're gonna to pump Jeremy Hill,
1: Yeah,
0: which a lot of people are going to probably be skeptical of because mm-hmm. they've been burned by Jeremy Hill in the past. Uh, but the whole narrative around the Cincinnati backfield was that it was going to be a split. You're never really going to be able to predict if mm-hmm. it's a GO week or if it's a Jeremy Hill week. But it seems like the way that they're running the offense, at least in the past couple weeks, Uh, Most of the season, to be realistic, there was one week against Pittsburgh where Gio saw the majority of the touches Mm -hmm. uh, due to game script. But they are feeding Jeremy Hill the ball. He is receiving the ball. I mean, he's getting the ball in every situation, early downs, uh, goal line, uh, even some third downs, depending on the yardage to go situation. Uh, So Gio has been used very sporadically. Uh, Jeremy Hill, because of his name, people might be willing to just get rid of him. I mean, he didn't have a great week. He only put up seven points against the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Before that, he had an amazing game against Denver, buoyed by one really long run. But Mm -hmm. I like the volume we're seeing from Jeremy Hill. I mean, he's almost getting close to that, like, Lamar Miller type of volume, where he's getting 20, 25 touches uh, a game and he might be seeing that with consistency and uh what's the schedule like coming up
1: uh yeah his schedule uh it softens up so we just have miami who's a pretty good run defense but then dallas we just saw carlos Hyde have success against them uh new england you know, pretty i would say at least neutral uh but then cleveland and washington the two the two defenses you want in a row uh and then after that it's his bye week but then, then after that it gets kind of rough it's Giants bills uh ravens eagles so he might be someone we're talking about selling come week eight or nine um yeah. but he's a nice guy to buy now because he's only had one good game um and he's yeah he's got he got 20 plus touches last week and he was hurt for i think like all of the second quarter of that game he like took a hit to the shoulder and he was out and then that's why geo was playing at all he might have gotten 30 carries if he was healthy we don't know um so he's 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 the volume player that you should be able to get pretty cheap because when he's only had one good week out of four, it's hard for the person to ask too much. Yep,
0: exactly. So, yeah, Jeremy Hill, go out and get him. Go um, out and get him. Get him. The next two guys are pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, they have big names, or at least one of them has a really big name. So mm-hmm. the likelihood that you can get them in a trade uh, for a buy low is probably slim. But if you can trade them value for value, we're talking about going out and picking them up right now. Uh, the first is Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Odell, Odell. Uh, has, has been – he hasn't been bad. I mean he, up until this last game against Minnesota, he had been putting up the yardage. He just yeah. hasn't scored yet. And he's seeing a lot of negative press right now. I guess that you know the team has had to sit him down and be like, oh, okay, Odell, you need to stop getting into fights with <laughs> kicking nets. Yeah. All right? You, <laughs> can't you need win to them. stop crying. Yeah, he can't win them. You need to stop crying on the sidelines. And he had, I think he had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against Minnesota where he kind of lost his cool uh, so there have been some concerns, and then he just he came out and he said the football's not fun anymore. Football's not fun anymore, guys. Your job. I don't feeling, like right? playing. Yeah, <laughs> I hate making millions of dollars to play <laughs> the game that I grew up loving. This is like your uh,
1: classic, uh, like like squeaky wheel gets the oil type of thing. He's complaining. He's being vocal. Uh, the team knows he's like their franchise player. And they need. They want him to be happy. So. He's probably going to get like force-fed this week in what we are assuming is a good matchup against Green Bay. Uh So yes. this is this is a yeah. Like, I guess technically a buy low because he hasn't had any monster week yet. But the person who owns Odell probably isn't selling that low. Um, yeah. Maybe it's the difference between instead of paying a top three receiver price, you're paying like a top six or seven. Which, I mean, if you can do, I guess they will do it because uh, it's you know. Nothing about him has been the problem. Even this last week, it was against Minnesota. No one has been good against Minnesota yet this year. This is looking like one
0: of those, like, historically good defenses. Um, Yeah, well, you saw what they did to Kelvin the week before. Kelvin was gone. He vanished from the Yeah, he was. Yeah, he just disappeared. (laughs) At least Odell had three catches against Minnesota. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I mean, that's almost Um, in your favor because on national TV, he got, like, kind of embarrassed by this defense. Um, So maybe the owner is a little bit worried. Uh, But, you know, his... He doesn't face that. He doesn't face them again this year, and no one on his schedule is that scary. He doesn't play Denver, Seattle, which are the only other like scary defenses, and even Seattle, like Brandon Marshall's had a big game against them. So I don't know if they're like that scary for receivers really, if it's an elite receiver. Uh, yeah. But he gets like Green Bay, Baltimore, L. A. Then his bye. Yeah. Yeah. Then his bye, and then like Philly, which you know that's not great, but Cincinnati, that's great. Chicago, Cleveland. His schedule is like pretty great from here actually um it's just like the touchdowns haven't been there and he's coming off a one bad week so the hope is that you can buy him as more of like a mid-range wide receiver one than a a high-end one which i i think he returns
0: to as soon as this week oh for sure i mean it seems like you don't want to bank on the whole squeaky wheel narrative but we've seen this happen time and time again Mm -hmm. where the star player comes out complains uh, now, he's not necessarily complaining about playing time. He's complaining about, you know, football, and yeah. he's just not having fun, and everyone's picking on him, that sort of thing. But still, he's, you know, coming out, he's he's talking to the press. Uh, I mean, we saw it earlier this year with uh, Manny Sanders, mm-hmm. who's kind of turned it around, you know? Yeah. He came out, and he was like, look, we need to get involved. You need to start throwing the ball to me. You need to start throwing the ball to Demarius Targaryen, mm-hmm. and... What has happened? Both Denver wide receivers have become, not, they're not elite, but they're great fantasy yeah, assets again. Definitely. Uh, so I think we'll see Odell turn around. And again, this is probably isn't a really a buy low, maybe a buy for lower than you would have been able to buy him at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. Uh, but you're still going to have to give up a lot of value to get Odell. We're just saying it's worth it. And who once was thought of as like an untouchable player, Now maybe the fantasy owner that owns Odell is willing to trade him for the right price. Yeah. Because before his start, Odell was probably looked at as this guy like, no matter who you come at me with, unless it's Antonio Brown or something like that. Right. There's basically no package that they would accept for Odell Beckham. But now that's probably not the case. You kind of have to scope out their team. Are they running back needy? Could you package – a Melvin Gordon plus another wide receiver to get Odell Beckham, that could be possible. Now the other wide receiver is probably going to have to be a decent one, right? You're not going to be yeah. able to – I don't think you'll be able to package a Melvin Gordon and like a, a bench wide receiver like Tyrell Williams or something. That won't be doable. But if you can package a Melvin Gordon plus probably like a wide receiver too, like uh, like Jordan Matthews feels like the type of receiver we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Like you're kind of like firm middle of the road wide receiver too on like a good offense. He's had like one or two like pretty good weeks like that. That plus like a high end running back should get you Odell, which I I think I would do.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Or somebody like uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Diggs um, is
1: probably still perceived as this like safe wide receiver too just because that one blow up week was so big. Um, that yeah. might be doable. Diggs plus like Melvin, Melvin, or like I'm like sneakily shopping around Carlos Hyde. He's not like a hard sell, but I'm just like, uh, let's see if anyone's interested. Um, so maybe him plus one of these receivers might get it done. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you might, you might have to offer somebody a little bit more than like Stephon Diggs, yeah. but there there are wide receivers out there that you can give up mm-hmm. to get Odell Beckham Jr. I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, moving on to another uh, hot name. I hot, mean, hot name. Hot, hot, hot. He's not in the same tier as Odell Beckham, no. that's for sure. But no. uh, C.J. Manderson C. of the Denver Broncos. C.J. Manderson. Um,
1: he's going to be a lot easier to buy uh, because he had a great week one uh, and then has kind of done not a whole lot since then. He's kind of had a couple touchdowns that have like uh, kept his value okay, but like his uh, yards per carry has dropped pretty dramatically since then. Um, yeah, it hasn't been good, really. No. I mean— It's you can maybe look at his schedule like you played uh, Tampa Bay who have a good run defense and then before that Cincinnati who are also like a pretty decent run defense. Um, But you know whether or not you think he's an amazing talent um, his schedule is about to get just like like dream worthy soft uh, with Atlanta this week San Diego Houston San Diego again Oakland New Orleans like it's kind of the perfect schedule for a running back at least you know over the next whatever that is five or six weeks. So that's a, that's a guy, yeah, is purely schedule and being part of a good offense. Because um, I don't think he's like an elite talent. I think he's like above average talent. But in that offense against these, these defenses, especially with, you know, Simeon's hurt, maybe we're seeing Paxton Lynch start, in which
0: case they probably go very run heavy. Um, yes. So now seems like yeah. the time. I mean, we saw him blow up 25.9 fantasy points in week one. Mm -hmm. After that, he, he got a pretty cakey matchup against Indy at home and yes, he put up 15 points, but his yards per carry were just over three. Yeah. Right. Um, well, like 3.5, 3.6, or something like that. Yeah. So, okay, maybe not like abysmal, like Melvin Gordon's been putting up the past couple of weeks, but still not that great for your starting running back, your workhorse back. You want them to be around four plus yeah, yards per four. carry. Four is like the minimum that you want to see. You don't want to see them at 3.8, 3.7. 3. Uh, against Cincinnati, yeah, 3.99. <laughs> against Cincinnati, He he had 14 rushes for. 37 yards so again up. that was that was bad that's under three okay and then tampa bay 19 carries for 49 yards again that's under three so the last two weeks he's been under three yards per carry and we actually saw booker get more and more involved in the offense last week mm-hmm. i'm not saying that Denver's souring on cj anderson uh but you can spin it that way, if you're trying to get him in a trade, yeah. uh, just look at his yards per carry. He was saved by a touchdown last week. Because against Cincinnati, he only had four points, uh, fantasy-wise. Against Tampa Bay, he had 11 points with that touchdown. So this touchdown basically saved his day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there is a narrative where you can get C.J. Anderson. Uh, and in that same kind of realm, I would be looking at maybe just throwing out a, a flyer on Devonte Booker yeah. because with that schedule, if something were to happen to CJ Anderson or, you know, he goes out against Atlanta, doesn't have a good week. How long what, yeah. of a leash does he have? Uh, their offense has been good. They're four and So they probably give him a little bit of time to work his way out of it. Uh, but, you know, he, he has been known to be injury prone. Um, and I know they like Booker and Denver. So as, like, a end-of-the-bench stash, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's just as good as anybody out there in terms of, like, handcuff. Right. Uh, there aren't very many elite handcuffs. Uh, but, yeah, I would be trying to get Anderson because of his schedule. I'd be trying to get Booker as well because of the schedule, because of the way they operate that offense, and because of the fact that Anderson does get hurt. So those are both guys I would be looking to get right now.
1: Spoken like a true Booker owner. Um, no, I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one last yeah. one last buy. Uh, this is sort of the the long term buy, um, and I wouldn't go out and break your bank to get this guy, but it's a if the if the owner is in trouble, if they're started off in their own four and one and three, and they need to they need to do something. Then poke at this uh, Doug Martin, yeah. who has a you know he's still hurt, and they get their bye week, so you're not going to get to use him till week seven. But then after that, his schedule my lord uh san francisco Eww. oakland atlanta chicago uh chiefs seattle that's not great uh san diego new orleans dallas new orleans that the playoff stretch new orleans dallas new orleans that's that's the best running back playoff schedule right there unless new orleans somehow figured out how to play defense between now and then which i feel confident that defense will still be bad um yeah so, yeah, this, I mean, is, this is the long-term play. If you're like 4-0 and or 3-1 and and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to make playoffs and you have some extra assets, Doug Martin is a guy to sort of target with those.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you are 3-1, and 4-0, and you feel comfortable in the next couple of weeks with your depth, mm-hmm. would you go out and make a Melvin Gordon for Doug Martin trade? Oh, man. Uh, I would, and I bet you could get something
1: to go with it. Like I bet you could, could be like, Doug Martin and um like doug baldwin i maybe you could do that because he's on his bye he's only had one good yeah. week maybe or like you know jordan matthews you could probably get you probably get doug martin and like a wide receiver two for melvin gordon based off of like what his performances have been um Ooh. i mean i'd i'd ask for That's less tasty yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i would take doug martin and like you know a wide receiver three like uh, who we got in this list like crabtree you know crabtree's been really good he probably wouldn't be able to get him yeah. like macklin i would do doug martin and macklin for melvin gordon i think yeah, that's Mac- actually
0: doable and macklin has been underwhelming so yeah. far this year so and kansas city's going on their buy this week they mm-hmm. might turn things around yeah. he, he's another person you can go out and buy low yeah so yeah i like that um and in the same vein this isn't really a buy low but mm. If we're talking about general trade targets, because this segment is we're talking about guys you can go out and get or guys you need to get rid of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, the whole point is making your roster better for the upcoming stretch. So, guys, I would be looking at targeting in a trade. All right. Forget sell high. Forget buy low. But just guys that I want. Okay? So you might have to give up pretty good value to get these players. Yeah. But I'm looking at them because I really believe that they're going to either continue with the production, uh, or they're about to blow up. Uh, the first guy, he's started off really well, and that's Mike Evans. Okay? Mm-hmm. You just mentioned Doug uh, Martin's playoff schedule. Well, they play on the same team. Uh, New Orleans does not have a good secondary, and Mike Evans gets New Orleans, Dallas, New Orleans in the playoffs. Okay, mm-hmm. Well, his upcoming schedule, you say, well, you don't want to look too far ahead. Well, you already mentioned his upcoming schedule. He gets Atlanta. or He gets uh, – well, this week he's playing Carolina, right, who they haven't been this elite defense. Right. Then he goes on his bye, which is why you might be able to swing a trade for him now, okay, because he gets Carolina, who some people might perceive as being this elite defense. He only put up 5.9 points against Denver, and then he goes on his bye. But coming into week seven, he gets San Francisco. He gets Oakland. He gets Atlanta, Chicago, Kansas City, Seattle, eh. and then San Diego, New Orleans, Dallas, New Orleans. So Mike Evans, go out and get him in a trade. Uh, You'll have to give fair value for him, but I think he will be a bona fide wide receiver one the rest of the way. Maybe like a top eight play? Oh, yeah. I think he's he's definitely worth – like we talk
1: about buying low. Evans is worth just paying the correct price for, like whatever Mike Evans at his peak costs um, because he's been – outside of last week where he we played Denver, and no one, no one does well against Denver. Outside of that, uh, he's been amazing. He's There's only been four wide receivers. This is sort of a preview of uh, keeping score. There's only been four wide receivers drafted as starters who have had multiple top 12 weeks so far this season, and Evans is one of them. And the others are yeah. like, you know, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. The guys where the names are a little... Their names are too untouchable almost. Mike Evans is, like, just low enough that, like, you have to pay a high price, but it's not stupid high like it would be for one of those guys and he's producing
0: uh just as well as them yep yeah he leads the league in targets right now he has 48 targets Mm -hmm. right he's the wide receiver six in terms of production uh he's been pretty outside of that denver game he had been the only wide receiver to really have solid weeks in each of the first three weeks yeah and i mean he's the guy we've seen tampa bay just get torched because their secondary is terrible and they're going to be in games where Winston, they're going to be forced to just air it out. Yeah. Uh, and Evans is basically their only target there. I mean, they have these these slot-like receivers, Adam Humphreys. Uh, Vincent Jackson is still alive, but, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not doing much. <laughs> so, Mike Evans, go out and trade for him. He's a trade target. Another guy I want to go out and buy just because he started off the season slow, but – Because of the offense that he's in and because of the rapport he has with his quarterback, I think you need to go out and look at Amari Cooper Mm. at buying him, especially because of what we've seen Michael Crabtree do. And as somebody who watches Oakland with a keen eye, uh, defenses really key in on stopping Amari Cooper. They don't want to get beaten by Amari Cooper, uh, which opens up the other side of the field for Michael Crabtree, and we've seen it backfire. Because Michael Crabtree is a wide receiver five right now. Through four weeks, Hmm. through a quarter of the season, he is a top five wide receiver uh, behind guys like A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and uh, (laughs) Marvin Jones. So those are your Marvin Jones. (laughs) Two Jones. Motherfucker Jones.
1: Motherfucker Jones. Uh,
0: Yeah, Michael Crabtree, he is going to force teams to pay attention to him because up until this point, he's been getting the softer – cornerback matchup yeah he hasn't been seeing the safety help that amari cooper always gets but i mean he just lit baltimore up and he has the type of skill set that teams are going to have to pay attention to uh i think it's going to be a little bit more even and amari cooper Derek Carr loves Amari Cooper, too. I know the narrative is that Derek Carr has this, like, infallible uh, rapport with Michael Crabtree. But his rapport with Amari Cooper is just as strong. They're always trying to get him involved. And he has had mediocre weeks in each of the past, outside of week one, really. He hasn't done too much. And with the way that they're passing the ball in Oakland right now, Derek Carr looks like a legitimate quarterback in this league. Mm. Uh, I won't quite put the elite tag on him yet, but he is trending in the right direction. Uh, if you look at his statistics, he is only behind Matt Ryan in terms of rating quarterback rating. He is only behind Matt Ryan, uh, in terms of touchdowns thrown. I think, well, I think he's third in terms of touchdowns thrown. So they're, airing the ball out amari Cooper's going to get his so go out and trade for amari cooper again this is probably like a not a buy low you might be able to get him at a lower value than you would have at the beginning of the season but i would be willing to pay equal value to get amari cooper right now yeah done i don't
1: have i don't have any qualms with that with buying the uh the number two wide receiver in oakland damn
0: <laughs> bam <laughs> well hey we we've been pumping Michael Crabtree all off season. So yeah, that's true. the fact that he the fact that he was an 8th round pick and Amari Cooper was a 2nd round pick, that's criminal. I don't know where that came from. I think it's just because the, everybody hates Michael Crabtree. They feel burned from, from like a couple of years
1: ago when he was like a, this trendy sleeper and it didn't work out and everyone's
0: like fuck Crabtree, I'm done. And you shouldn't have yeah. been done cuz he's been he's been a beast. He's been a beast, man, and his hands, I don't think he drops anything. His hands are just—they're sticky. He's got those sticky. sticky hands. The them. That last touchdown against Baltimore, my God! Totally, he I just didn't see reached it, but up, yeah. those mitts and psh, snatched it out. Tapped the toes in the back of the end zone. That was a beautiful throw. Classic football I mean, catch. Yeah. Well, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to pump the Raiders too hard. Oh. Okay. Three and one, Oakland Raiders. They're back. Raiders. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's it. That's it for, for our, our buys and our sells,
0: and our targets, yeah. our,
1: our trade talk. Trade Corner is done.
0: Trade Corner is done. So follow us on Twitter, at Benchtaff, mm-hmm. Send us your questions. We are happy to answer them. Uh, comment on our YouTube videos. We really appreciate you guys watching our videos, commenting, uh, yeah. You make us want to make more content, so keep on doing it. Yes. Ding. Exactly. Like, comment, subscribe, Um, be our best friend,
1: and uh, please, 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 please. And uh, yeah, we will catch y'all on the flippity-floppity. Flippy-floppies!